0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another Star Wars Minute. It's your daily podcast in which we analyze, we scrutinize, and we celebrate Rogue One, a Star Wars story one minute at a time. I'm Alex Robinson from ComicBookAlex.com.
2: I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com.
0: And I'm Dave Amiot from the Just the Facts and More podcast about Dragnet. Hmm. Oh. Uh,
1: I've listened to that podcast, believe it or not. I did yeah. not connect that that was you. Really? That's so bizarre. I'm a huge Dragnet nerd. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I'm, oh, do you call oh, them drag nerds? There you go. Yeah. Well, Wait, that's, that's a different... RuPaul yeah. might... Yeah.
2: That was the one time uh, the... What was the now? Here, this the podcasting conference in New York was at the Javits Center the same weekend as DragCon, and it led to a, an interesting kind of like, okay, cargo shorts, you go that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh,
1: well, this is uh, our second All-Star uh, Minute this week, and uh, thank you for joining us Happy uh, to. for it. We're talking about Minute 87, of course. Minute 87 of Rogue One. It mm-hmm. starts off with a tense Jyn Erso looking anxious uh, at the brooding rebel soldiers, mm. and it ends a minute later with an unconvincing Jyn Erso telling the troops, we'll find it.
2: Mm. I gotta say, I have... Other than there, there's a couple of uh, candidates, there's a couple of these uh, commandos who stand out. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot of them who blend together, and I had a hard time, even with the visual guide in front of me and with Wikipedia open, I had a hard time figuring out who was who in here, other than we've got uh, uh, you know, Dr. Melshi, and we've got um, Tonk, and uh, the other guy who's not Melshi but sounds like it. The Beardy Man. Melfin. Melfin? Something like that. Melfin. Mm, yeah. I yeah.
0: was looking for Lieutenant Cephala and Commando Pow, but I didn't see oh, either yeah. of them in this.
2: No, Pow is not. Pow's uh, no, the alien guy,
0: right? One yeah. of them, yeah. yeah I, well, actually, he might be the only one in this
2: uh, strike Pow and Bistan are both. Yeah.
0: Um, Bistan shows up later, though. He's a side oh, yeah.
2: yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's right. with the fleet, so he's not yeah. on this ship. Yeah. So only Yeah, Pow might Powell. be the
0: only alien. hmm
2: I wonder, maybe Pow has like a weird, uh, like he sleeps in a bag or something because it's a weird, like reptile thing. He's got to keep, he's got to keep moist. <laughs> I like to spray him with a the
1: yeah. spritzer every now and then just to keep him. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the most of this minute is taken up with um, Jin Ersos' uh, rousing speech to the troops.
2: You know, well, go ahead. Well,
0: Dave. I was. It's it's a question of what to call that kind of speech because you could call it a hero speech. I've heard speeches like this called a cowboy speech. Mm-hmm. I have a book about the making of Dragnet, and they refer to it as a Jesus speech mm. when Joe Friday does it. Wow, interesting. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't find Jin Erso especially inspiring in this minute or as a character in general.
2: She does, you know, I see um, I see where you could see that. And I. I, okay, I don't know if I'm necessarily inspired. I understand where she's coming from and I, I get like logically I know I'm like oh okay yes like I see that her experience would lead her to say this but um you could be right. I don't know if I was one of these guys if I was like a like a, a burly space commando and uh she's even though the words here that she's saying are meant to be rousing it, it's but delivered a tiny bit not mousily but uh, there isn't the kind of gravitas behind them that maybe there could be
0: I agree. And I think this might be an instance where her British accent is kind of undercutting her effectiveness because mm. mm. she seems kind of posh yeah. and privileged.
2: Mm. Mm. Although she did grow up in a hole.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs>
2: mm. But they don't know that. Yeah, That's they don't true. Know that.
0: Well, I found myself wondering if this was like a Guy Ritchie movie and the, mm. this was being delivered by you know, Vinnie Jones as they're getting ready to do the heist. Yeah, right. Yeah. We Where'd take it? the next chance, and then we take the chance after that. And right. to... <laughs>
1: Where did she get that accent anyway? Being mm. raised by Saw and a band of rebel, rebel mm.
2: commandos? Maybe she probably watched a lot of Little Britain. <laughs> oh, probably yeah. um, Well, here's, uh, here's how I would describe Jin's speech. It's a poem. A poem? It says, it rhymes. Saw used to say, One fighter with a sharp stick and nothing to lose can take the day. So that's, uh, I would, uh, you know, didn't realize that she was, uh, you know, so talented. Uh, yeah. Poem, lyrics, I don't know. Maybe Couplet. Yeah, there you go. It so. does make it easier to remember it right. by saying, Saul used to say, oh, okay.
1: right. a fighter with a sharp stick say. and
2: desperate nothing to lose He's can sharp. keep the day. Right. Yeah. Yes. Take the day. Take the day, keep the day. Take the day. Take the day. Take it first. Yeah.
1: I also think... Um, I find it a bit pretentious that she's the one giving the speech. When these, these this is a unit that's all worked together, they all know each other, and then mm. this person comes in and is you know I don't know I just feel like well Cassian should be the one doing this speech I think.
2: Well, I guess he just gave a speech yeah. a little while ago about yeah, and they're the one that saboteurs. She, the, she's the one that they rallied behind, in a sense. so she's yeah. the one who went in there and said, "Hey, here's what we're going to do." And but then,
0: they've already rallied. I mean, they're on the ship. They can't right. back out at this point. Right.
2: <laughs> they haven't taken off yet, so they
1: oh. could. I know, oh, I they thought they were coming that? in. They're coming yeah, in for no, the landing, in, I
0: thought.
2: They're in space. They're about to land.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, they're coming
2: up on Edu. You're right. You're yeah, right. That's that's they're coming the, up on Scarf. The whole beginning Scarf, of Coming off of Edu. No. Coming off
1: of Yavin. they <laughs> <They're> late
2: from... <laughs> coming off of Yavin. They got rerouted from to officially. The official story is they got redirected from Edu.
1: hmm
2: E-directed. Um... But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're in it already. So, I guess, uh, yeah.
0: The, I tried to come up with a parallel and not using anything from real life. And may, I'll, I'll, see, I'll bounce this off of you, see if you think this is appropriate. So, say, for example, in X-Men comics, mm-hmm. during the Dark Phoenix saga, the X-Men are gathered on the moon. They're getting ready to face off against the Shi'ar Imperial Guard to protect Jean Grey's life. And Storm decides to address the group, and she starts off with a quote from Magneto.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, that is also weird that she starts off with a...
0: I imagine Hank and Warren would look at each other like, who is that? How long has she been an x (laughs) Does she know how many times Magneto tried to kill us? (laughs) I'm glad Bobby's not here for this.
2: Take a haircut. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is a weird, like, because they're... Whole, kind of, you know, they're still part of the group that was opposed to SAW. Like they're not yeah. the partisans. They're like that weirdo. You know, it's like Osama bin Laden used to tell me all the time.
0: Right. That was the metaphor I was trying to avoid. <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: but, hey, I'm
1: the
0: host. Hey, I, I mean, don't they, avoid it. <laughs> they they might have similar goals, but certainly different tactics. Yeah.
1: Right. So we're told that's the yeah. thing is we don't really mm-hmm. see anything. SAW doesn't do anything that the rebels didn't. You know.
0: Well, that's that's what I found myself wondering when I was rewatching the movie, getting ready to prepare for this. It kind of made me wonder if the Death Star wasn't a thing. What else would the rebellion be doing? Would it, would they be doing commando raids on imperial strongholds here and there? Would it be more like cyber crime kind mm, of things? To, yeah, it's a good or, question. Or propaganda to undermine them and be subversive. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this the Death Star is a big target, so it makes sense that that would be their goal. It's a, yeah. it's a chain
2: store. It's a giant, big uh, target. Department <laughs> store. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> yeah um,
1: I guess the Death Stars are it, it's easy especially because Return of the Jedi when it ends they blow up the Death Star and that's it they won the day so mm. they do make tempting targets and uh, I guess a, a small scale guerrilla war is not as dramatic over time it's hard
0: to right, seem yeah.
2: heroic also when you're just kind of
0: I'm assuming that's what we'll see on the Cassian Andor TV series
2: right kind of the small victories yeah do you think the Death
0: Star will play a part in that
2: no you don't think they'll be like, oh, there's rumors
1: that there's a thing being developed.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it gets name-checked now and yeah. then, like hmm. some battle station. They said they're en route to a battle station. Yeah. What battle station? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, right. something like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I now I'm wondering all sorts of positive. Darth Vader can show up. All sorts of all sorts of uh, fan service can be completed. Uh,
2: I feel like they um, they played it well with the Mandalorian that they didn't go too far into fan service and kind of tying it too closely to stuff that we know yet mm-hmm. um so i i have hope that they'll just allow it to be its own thing
0: and breathe for a bit so we'll see uh k2so is not in this minute at all is no he, but you can talk about shore. him if you he like this yeah, is your he's own driving way. the car i was just yeah. not sure if i missed him
1: yeah yeah well we, we do miss him but yeah. he's not in this uh yeah you're right. a fan but
0: of you see, k2 we see Baze. i'm pretty sure we see bodie right do we uh, see Churrit? I
2: know. I think Bodhi and Kay are both flying. Oh. They're together. They're co piloting.
0: Yeah, we see so. Baze. And Churrit's not like at his elbow.
1: He might be sitting down. Oh, okay. Baze is standing, so it's harder to see.
0: Okay. Well, the reason when we were talking about which. Members of the strike team can be seen and identified. Mm. And I had those names of, you know, Lieutenant Cephala and Commander Powell. That's because those guys got made into action figures. Oh, that's
1: right. You said you are a toy collector.
0: Yes. So, and customizer.
1: Customizer. Mm. We were just talking about customizing. Uh, mm. So um, now, normally we don't like to talk about the toys in the show because the listeners get out. We don't
0: have to if it's a problem. I, I'll...
1: <laughs> no, this time this this yeah. will will this. So people, if you hate the toys, stop listening now. Come back tomorrow. We got a, another good guest. I mean, I'm a so, guest here. I don't yeah, want to derail. No, 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 all right.
0: I don't want to get you in trouble with your listeners and patrons and all. No,
1: that. that's all right. So um, you were saying that Rogue One? They didn't do a lot of uh, toys
2: for it. Or they did weird toys. Or...
0: It was a it was a strange time mm-hmm. in the action figure business and in the Star Wars toy business specifically. For example, Rogue One was the last new Star Wars toys that were ever made available at Toys R Us. Hmm. Because Toys R Us was out of business by the time Last Jedi showed up. So they had a Force Friday event like they'd had for The Force Awakens uh, for Rogue One. Part of the problem was there was a lot of stuff from Force Awakens that was just lingering on the shelves that didn't sell. Mm-hmm. Your Constable Zuvios, your Goss mm, Tours, the they were still clogging up the shelves. Yeah. Right,
2: Blame it so, all on Zuvio.
0: And I like that. It's a well-made toy. It is. Why, um, do, Why you is?
1: Like, do you think that is? Do you think the Force Awakens toys sold less than... Did they just over ordered? Did they not sell as much?
0: I would guess that retailers over-ordered the first couple of waves mm-hmm. and... Hasbro included minor characters in that wave that, like I say, they then sat on the shelves. Mm-hmm. When Toys R Us eventually did go out of business, I got Goss Tours and a couple of Resistance Troopers for less than $2. Wow. Because they, they were still hanging around. What's, after the, what's the list years. price for the toys these days? For-, for the standard five point of articulation ones, which I will point out, they did not do a line of that for Rise of Skywalker. Mm. they Mm. changed the scale and style for Rise of Skywalker but for Force Awakens, Rogue One Last Jedi and Solo they did a dedicated line of Three and three quarter inch figures with five points of articulation that were eight or nine dollars MSRP, depending on where you were. Mm-hmm. That's in addition to the vintage trilogy collection line, which are the more highly articulated ones that are on the card backs that are reminiscent of the old Kenner line. Yeah, right? Right. That's also separate from the six inch line, the Black Series.
1: Black Series, yeah.
0: So how big are the Rise
1: of Skywalker toys, though?
0: They're closer to four and a half to five inches. That's mm. crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. That
1: after all this time, they would... They, they would, would
2: like you think that just All right, one more movie and we'll finish like we'll just finish this one and then we'll switch scale then we'll switch but yeah. it's like I don't
0: know they made some characters from the Rise of Skywalker in the Vintage Trilogy collection line okay so those
2: are the
1: right size yeah okay
0: but again those those MSRP is like $13 mm-hmm. if you can find them in the stores because right now the sh- the shelves are still clogged with Snoke's
1: mm. Snoke got yeah. it from yeah. uh, and he wasn't even in the, yeah he, it's the last two that movies, I three movie
0: Snoke yeah. And it's, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But with Rogue One, they had, okay, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. For The Force Awakens, they were continuing to do making making ones with only five points of articulation, much like the classic Kenner line. Mm-hmm. They so it's like
1: a leg, leg, arm, arm, head.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Got it. And they'd started doing that in the early 2010s, mm-hmm. um, like around the time of Rebels when that was released. And mm-hmm. then they kept going through Force Awakens. They also made a series of Walmart exclusive figures that were the better articulated uh, Vintage Trilogy collection type, but those uh-huh. were only available at Walmart for a good long time. Hmm. Many of those have since been reissued on VTC cards.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: So, for example, for Rogue One, they only made the really well-articulated versions of Jin Erso and Cassian Andor. You hmm. could get those at Walmart. They were then re-released on Vintage Trilogy cards later. They have since made more Rogue One characters in the better articulated style, like the Hover Tank Driver, Scarif Trooper, and Death Trooper. Uh-huh. Mm. But, for example, the rest of the six rogues, K2, Baze, Chirrut, and Bodhi, are only available in five points of articulation format. Hmm. Hmm. And for Baze Malbus, he was only available in two packs. Huh. You could either buy a pack where you got Baze and a Stormtrooper, or later they made him available in a pack with Chirrut, who had already been available single pack so, so if you, you bought that one you to... were getting a second chariot
1: um do you buy them in multi are you the kind of collector who will buy them in different the same physical toy with different backings or like do, are you like well i have chariot so that's it i don't need to get the, all the different versions.
0: i don't do a lot of on card collecting okay. most of my collection is loose mm-hmm. and so i like to do troop building yeah you know so i've got mm-hmm. At least a dozen stormtroopers. I've got six hoth uh, hoth snowtroopers. Mm-hmm. One of my very favorite action figures is the Rebel Fleet Trooper from the mm-hmm. Vintage Trilogy line. It's very mm-hmm. slick. It's and you know I've got a half dozen of those. But I w- the main reason I was bringing all this up is that of this group of rebels, these other commandos in the group, they made Cephla and Commando Pow and. Uh,
2: Tristan. Piston. Mm-hmm. Piston.
0: Tristan. But Tristan. those are all very specific looking characters, so it would be hard to troop build with them. Right. Yeah. You know, with the Resistance Trooper, at least, you could, you know, swap on another figure's head and, you know, make yeah. it look like you had a larger army. It, was, it would not have been easy to do that here with Rogue One.
2: Right. So, despite it's interesting, because I said, uh, like, oh, yeah, these guys all look fairly alike. And they, but from a toy pr- perspective, they didn't look alike enough. They didn't do.
0: Yeah. Like. So, for example, the the most typical commando in this case would probably be Lieutenant Cephla, But mm-hmm. his action figure was kind of paunchy, and he's got brown skin. Mm. So, if you're going to you know swap parts around, you'd either have to repaint his mm. neck and hands, depending on what head you put on, or find another dark-skinned character, of which there are some, but they've all got pretty distinct faces. Mm-hmm. So, that was... That was the main frustration with the Rogue One line. Other than that, they did pretty well. You know, they made the, the U-Wing fighter. They made the TIE Striker. They made the Imperial Hover Tank eventually. Mm-hmm. They made Saw Gerrera and Edrio Two Tubes and Moroth. Mm. Those were the only notable partisans that they made toys of. Mm, but no
1: Fortuna, no B's Fortuna. I'm afraid mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm.
0: But then that becomes a challenge for me as a customizer oh, to yeah. make my own version right. of that figure. That's true. So. It's almost, almost like the
1: less figures come out, the better it is as a customizer because you give, gives you more. But then when you need raw thing, materials. Yeah, there's less. the yeah. scarcity of
0: parts that yeah. becomes a factor. Mm. That's true. Now, a friend of mine back in Ohio, my best friend for 20 years, he's involved with this project called the Fans Strike Back, where they're making custom figures in the style of the vintage Kenner line. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, most custom figures are like handmade, one of a kind. These are being mass produced. They're factory made, factory painted, on card backs. Hmm. And I was encouraged, right now, the only figures they've made are from A New Hope, Uh but I was encouraging him to do some Rogue One characters because one of the figures they made was the Rebel Fleet Trooper Hmm. in vintage Kenner style (laughs) because that was not a part of the original Kenner line. And it's a really good figure. Whoever did this designing and the tooling, it looks era accurate. And then they made it available in troop builder packs, so you can buy five or ten of them at a time. Mm. Oh wow! And so you know, it's
1: really designed for people who are putting together big groups, exactly. Army. You know, dioramas yeah. and that
0: kind of thing. And yeah. I was encouraging, them, yeah, you, you could easily make a Cassian Andor in the vintage Country. because he's basically wearing Han Solo's clothes. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, um, I'm you know, trying they, to remember who like who did I use for a Rebel Fleet Trooper? It had to be somebody from a different. Toy line, obviously. Yeah,
0: the Black Hole, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I don't think Mash.
2: Um, the Mash guys definitely did come into play, but not yeah. as as Rebel Troopers. It was usually some weird mashup. It was more like mashup. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was more like FX Seven and Two One B ended up in the swamp most of the time. Uh, gotcha. But they uh, yeah. yeah, that would have yeah. been a good. They would have uh, mm, yeah. come in handy there in the Mobile, yeah, mobile Army would, Surgical
0: yeah, Hospital. Mash was trying to juice the ratings in those waning seasons. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't be
1: this. a cameo, if I not be as
2: himself. <laughs> yeah, I can't recall. Did they
1: do a Borg Gullet? No, <sighs> that yeah. But that must be a fun one to customize, though.
0: Well, you know, when I was contacting Pete to try and worm my way onto your podcast, mm-hmm. I specifically said I'm free to talk about any minute that it does not involve tentacles. Okay, yeah. I don't right. like never mind stuff, no, that. So we'll yeah.
1: draw the question. You know, I
0: wouldn't have wanted to talk about the. Uh, what are the tentacle monsters from Force Awakens?
2: Raftars. Raftars, Raftars. yeah. Which they did make those. Yes,
0: so. and they, again, lingered on the shelf. They showed up at Ross and Tuesday mm-hmm. morning, all the discount houses, uh-huh. uh, which the Rogue One figures did, too. And they did like i said they did a series of two packs and to their credit they did two packs with troop builders mm-hmm. so like you could buy bays malbus and then you get a stormtrooper and who's not going to want an extra stormtrooper mm-hmm. to get more of you could also you he came with a uh, a shore trooper mm. again yeah. yeah same with commando pow he came with a dark trooper mm-hmm. death trooper whatever they're called but if you wanted to army build death troopers then you're going to end up with six commando Pows, and what mm. are you going to do with them
2: yeah a pack of Pows.
0: yeah
2: <laughs> um I'm trying to remember the the um, I do have. How did I buy it? How did I end up? Oh, you know, somebody. It might have been for one of my kids. That, but now it's part of mine. I have a K two S O toy, but it's the it's the taller. You know, it's the, the what's that six inch the black kind of scale? Black series? Yeah, I guess it's black series. Um, and then there's a, a more of like a doll style gin,
0: um, which like forces of destiny it's like eight inches with cloth clothes
2: yeah um but it's it's we as we've said with Jin, kind of um you know not, her outfit isn't really like outside of the context of the movie it, it's not like oh that's jenner so like i have a hard time explaining that it just looks like okay here's like a you know a, a commando doll you know a doll wearing some vaguely military fatigues like it doesn't uh, it, it's if you saw her walking down the street you wouldn't Right. So they, oh my gosh, yeah. that person's wearing a Star Wars costume. You
1: just right. look exactly. like someone.
0: the ribbing down the side of the sleeves is probably the most Star Warsy thing in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Forces of Destiny was designed to appeal to girls, so yeah. it focused on Jin and Rey mm-hmm. and Leia right. and Amidala. They made some of the male characters, but the real focus was on. It. They did the same thing with Marvel Comics. So right. there's Forces of Destiny of Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Yeah,
2: and, they also have a Captain Marvel and uh, and a, and a Rey. So Ray, Jin, and Captain Marvel have Rey adventures, <laughs> and it's a good. I'm astounded. This is not a Star Wars uh, comment. This is a Marvel comment. That it's like, you know, I, I think it came from you know, Walgreens or Target or something. But like the fact that my kid can walk into a you know a, a normal normal person's store and walk out with you know Captain Marvel in her Kree outfit, like in her Kree kind of battle armor, it's just like what What world are we living in? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. How is this? Nobody's nobody's trying to beat them up because of this. (laughs) But, uh, you know,
1: hey, good. (laughs) Okay, so we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But I didn't know this until recently, and it's taken my TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries.
2: That's right, yeah. Over the weekend, I used ExpressVPN to catch up on uh, Star Trek Discovery on Netflix UK. It was so simple. I just fired up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP
1: address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different
2: countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. That's right, Alex, I know you love anime, so Mm -hmm. uh, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. I mean, ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it.
1: There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag and you can stream in HD, no problem. That's right, ExpressVPN is also
2: compatible with all your devices. So phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. You can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you
1: visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash swm, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash swm. Do you, uh, obviously you're a Star Wars fan. Well, maybe yes. not obviously. You are a Star Wars fan from way back?
0: I am, yeah. It's, I'll admit my fanaticism has waned in Mm -hmm. recent years you know i I didn't rush out and see last jedi or rise of skywalker i have not seen solo Mm. because i'm not there yet Mm -hmm. i I don't want to watch someone besides harrison ford playing that character (laughs) my understanding is it's it's mostly a heist movie Mm -hmm. yeah and if it had been a heist movie set in the star wars universe and the main character was dash rendar i'd have been all over it Mm. yeah can you just watch it and pretend it's Dash Rendar? Not mm. without the beard.
1: Mm. Mm. That's true. With oh, those shoulder, those yeah. weird, that weird shoulder.
0: Yeah. If Lebo's not there, then what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Lebo.
2: Um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting alternate reality to see. Like, all right, what if they just made this movie and about a different character? If they had just made up a character. Yeah.
0: Well, I um, really liked even. The Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I listened to you guys talking about it, and the tropes of the western certainly do translate well into the Star Wars universe. I would posit that the tropes of the mobster movie would also mm-hmm. posit well mm-hmm. or you know, any any kind of genre. Yeah. The, Star universe. Wars is big enough. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I am still a fan and I have been for a long time. You know, I, I had the long toys time. growing up and I don't know if we're in the same age range. I'm in my early 40s. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, we didn't get a VCR until I was six or seven. So when I was very young, my primary interaction with Star Wars was playing with the toys and listening to the vinyl record albums on my little Fisher Price record mm-hmm. player. The story of Star Wars. Yeah. With and the, uh, I had the Empire Brand. Strikes Back and I had a droid world.
2: Oh, yeah droid world I don't even know what that is it's like a additional like a read-along adventure kind of a thing it's uh, an
0: adaptation of one of the Marvel comics uh and it focuses on C-3PO and Uh R2-D2 and they go to this basically artificial planet of a master tinkerer who hates humans and he surrounds himself with droids Mm -hmm. and then there's an insurrection on the planet led by an imperial droid Mm. and I have made a custom action figure of the guy Klingson. hmm
2: I, what's the other one? like? Planet like, of the Hoojabs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then there's Rebel Mission to Ord Mantell.
2: Right, yeah. Ord I do you remember the Hoojas. Yeah. Um, have uh, you seen... Uh, the Muffin Man. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's missing. Um, I know
0: him. Don't know if I've seen him.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, have people... I'm assuming they've done uh, customs based on the Han Solo Adventures, the Brian Daly books. It's tough because there's not really visual representation of them in most places. But uh, They're
0: not commonplace, but I have seen them. You know, yeah. Back when the internet was new and fresh, mm. people would just have their online gallery where they would show all their stuff. I had one on a GeoCity site. It might still be up for all mm. I know. <laughs> but there, yeah, there would be the custom action figure ring, and you could just click through and it'd take you to one page and one gallery and another and another. There's still ones like that where people just want to show off their stuff. A lot of times now it's done on Instagram. Right, But... There was the book, The Essential Guide to Characters, mm-hmm. which I had the 1994 edition of, 94. that included characters from that, mm-hmm. like Blue Max.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bollocks
0: and Blue Max. Yeah. And that had some visual reference for them. Hmm. But then a lot of times people were just going off their imagination. Nothing wrong with that. No. You. The, the ultimate EU,
1: right, exactly. Before. The EU is in your mind,
0: everyone's imagination.
2: <laughs>
0: and I'll be interested to see if any of that stuff ever gets subtly worked into the new canon, because
2: right. Well, there was a you know there are a bunch of you didn't see Solo, but there are some some hidden background references to stuff um, okay. in Solo.
0: My understanding is either in one of the comics or the novelizations, they refer to Dash Rendar at some point. Oh, mm.
2: I don't know. I haven't seen that yet, but that would be cool. Um, it's just
0: someone mentions him by name. It's like, hey, I heard you cross paths with Dash Rendar. Like, mm. That guy? nah, I never heard of him. Something like
2: that. <laughs> that jerk. Yeah. He doesn't exist anymore. He got erased. <laughs> destroyed by the Empire. Um, well, speaking of destroyed by the Empire, which, uh, within the minute uh, that we're discussing, do we have any other... Uh...
0: Well, what I think you were talking about these rebels. They're not super distinct, mm-hmm. but... I will say, they are; they seem to be multi-ethnic. Mm-hmm. So it's a good effort towards representation in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing that I had thought about was this kind of a hero speech, cowboy speech, whatever you want to call it, there doesn't seem to be a precedent for that in Star Wars, does mm-hmm. there? Like, they never had these kind of pep talks in the old movies. It would always be, this is the mission, this is what we're going to do, get to your ships, may the Force be with you. Yeah, that's
1: right. true. There's, yeah. They don't really give them uh, emotional support.
2: <laughs> And so I'm trying to think of there's there's not any sometimes, you know, there's a little one to one kind of like, hey, you can do this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. There's no or, like St. Crispin's Day speech. Right. There's there's. Uh, yeah. What's the closest we get is, uh, you know. Yeah. It's the same kind of like everybody to your stations. Let's go. That's yeah. like the rousing. General
0: Dodonna. May the force be with you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's kind of two of these speeches
2: because Cassian gave yeah. one, you know, a bit ago. Or well, that was more. He was kind of.
0: That's right. Yeah. It was two gin. Yeah but everyone was watching. So right. It was, yeah. it was a little performative. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, so do you remember the first time you saw Rogue One?
0: Yeah. I was with uh, my sisters and my nephew and my brother-in-law, and it was a rough time because it, I didn't see it until after Carrie Fisher had passed away. Mm-hmm. And like that was within the same day or two as George Michael as well. Uh-uh. So there were a lot of high profile deaths and everybody was just kind of bummed. And we went to go see Rogue One and there's not to spoil it, but uh, there is a Carrie Fisher reference, mm-hmm. or Princess Leia reference. So, that was, so it was a bit bittersweet. Where did you see it? In South Carolina. Hmm because that's where my parents lived and so i have two older sisters and we're all here on the west coast and we kind of go back and forth between when we go to our parents house and then when we go to my older sister's house in portland oregon Hmm. because she's got a son there so Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's easier to go there based on his school schedule sure sometimes they we we don't make the trip to south carolina but it was a perfectly nice theater my the rest of my family is not the same kind of Star Wars fan that I am. And Mm. this was when my nephew was getting to the point where he was not as into it anymore either. Yeah. Mm. You know, we saw the last Jedi in the theater the next year. Solo came out in the summer and then we didn't go to see rise of Skywalker at Christmas. We watched some of the Mandalorian at his house, you know, while we were waiting for dinner to be Mm -hmm. ready. But yeah, he's, he's kind of out of that now. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm might come back around it might
2: is he in the he's in a trying to be cool age i'm assuming
0: well i he actually is cool he right. doesn't have to try yeah. he's you know athletic and popular and mm. you know i don't understand it myself mm-hmm. i don't know how well, he pulls it off Well, so
1: that's that's why he doesn't need star wars yeah. anymore because he's living a life <laughs> Um, so anything else for minute number 87 or anything else for
0: Rogue One in general? Since this is your only crack at the bat. I liked it. <laughs> I, I have no problems with Rogue One. Uh-huh. The, you know, again, going back to the toys, I think they might have done themselves a disservice because they were using the dark trooper helmet as the main focus of the logo. Oh, yeah. So it was like jet black with yeah, you know, dark the- blue highlights. So it's not, uh, it's not uplifting. Mm-hmm. It, it was very kind of morbid for toy right. packaging. It's
2: like, hey, remember that movie where the kind of, that was kind of dark and everybody died? Here's a dark package for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and, you know, had, the, yeah,
2: Scarif, like beach trooper kind of, uh, you yeah. know, the short trooper just kind of standing in the or the the standing in the water that we didn't get to see. Uh, but or the, you know, there's that promo image of that but, yeah. or the, yeah, shore trooper or something kind of with a palm tree behind him mm-hmm. could have totally made it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, for The Force Awakens, the package tended to be kind of multicolored. Mm -hmm. And then when they got to The Last Jedi, it was all white backgrounds with an image of the character and the text was in red. Mm -hmm. So that was at least eye catching and not depressing.
2: Right.
0: When a bunch of Rogue One stuff eventually showed up at. Okay, you know, here in California, we have the 99 cents only store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are things there that are priced higher than 99 cents. A no lot of sense. Rogue One stuff showed up there for $1.99. Mm. So I snagged a lot of things and gave it a Toys for Tots at the end of the year. I hope the Tots liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tots were like, no, I already have this generous. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: they are all death troopers. They were like, ah.
0: Uh. <laughs> um, what did I get? I got a bunch of the uh, Edu jacket Cassian. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of Chirrut Imways. The troop builders didn't didn't last long. People yeah, snatched those up right sense. away. Yeah. Um, I I didn't get a lot of the uh, the Jin Ersos, or they also had the Rebels Princess Leia mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Oh, the was kind of Rebels a Rebels one, right? Yeah. yeah, so it's that CG look. And again, the figure was sculpted very accurately to the appearance of the show, but it's not congruous with the real life, right? characters there yeah so yeah those and then krennic showed up a lot i then they showed up at dollar tree too and i got a darth vader mm-hmm. and a bunch of stormtroopers and uh bodhi rook eventually mm-hmm. so
2: is there a is there one character that you really wish they would have made from this we you said you don't you're not that into borgalette so is there a rogue one <laughs> character that you're like oh you know i could use a that
0: I would have just liked a more general Rebel Commando, right. or a more easily available Rebel Fleet Trooper. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I have enough of the Vintage Trilogy Collection one. I'd have been interested to see what they did with a five-point of articulation one, mm-hmm. and it seems like a logical thing to make because there's a bunch of them at the end, and it also ties into a New Hope. So you'd yeah. think the demand would be there. Yeah,
2: right. it could be that the from what we understand that uh, the whole Darth Vader bit at the end was a late edition. Uh, a really late-in-the-game reshoot, well, additional shoot. Um, so it could be the, the machine was already in motion before they even got to those rebel fleet troopers. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: Did they ever come out with a Darth Vader Rogue One toy?
0: Yes. They Darth did Vader was on Rogue One. Oh, that's right, because he was
1: already... In yeah. the,
0: they didn't yeah. do a Tarkin from Rogue One. Oh, mm. There hasn't been a Tarkin in a while.
1: Tarkin's always a, an elusive one. Yep. Mm. They never did an original, an vintage.
0: Yeah, they only just recently... And I don't want to take up too much time. Feel free to cut this if you want. But one of the things Hasbro did in the last year was what they called the Retro Collection, Mm -hmm. where they released six of the original 12 characters from the vintage Star Wars line, again, on vintage-style cards, but they have a sticker on them that says Retro Collection. Uh In addition to the six characters that they put on individual cards, they made a vintage-style Tarkin that was only available with a board game. Oh, wow. so you'd buy the board game and it's got Tarkin packed in it, and it's not selling great
2: hmm. the the' is the game not good or just people. Oh, is it, a, is it the retro game? Is it the It's the, Death It's Star called Des- Escape the Death Star. Escape Death Star. Or
0: yeah. Battle of the Death Star. I yeah. haven't paid that much attention. I don't care about the retro collection. That's not my bag. Yeah. There are people who are super into it. But even then, because you know the individual figures, if you found them on the shelves, they were 13 bucks a piece. The game is 20 to 25 depending on where you buy it. Mm-hmm. And I have to assume that a lot of the action figure collectors just aren't that interested in the board game, and they don't want to pay that much just to get the Tarkin. All right, right. yeah. yeah. They did just announce the next wave of Retro Collection, which is all, I think it's five characters from Empire Strikes Back.
2: Hmm. Including a, I guess a new one mixed in? Is, it? is there like a Rykeen or something that they didn't? Uh...
0: You know, Toy Fair was a couple of weeks ago, and I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that information is out there. I didn't <laughs> expect to be talking about that.
2: I. Uh, they came out with the that, if it's the same one, the more thing I'm thinking of, they came out with the reissue of that board game like, a couple months after I just bought a, an original copy of that game oh. on, on eBay. I was like, I finally got it. And then I was like, hey, guess what we're doing? And I was like, oh. oh, come on.
1: And you could have got a tar- Tarkin for free. I don't know. Thrown in. Too. Probably worth a lot on the secondhand market, right? On the secondary market? Single Tarkin. Single Tarkin.
0: Single Tarkin. I don't know. Hmm. Well, and I don't, I don't understand the mentality nowadays of the on-card collectors. Hmm. I, I've never been that serious into... I, you know, I have a buddy again he's he's got a whole wall with his figures hung up they're on thumbtacks, and you know he likes the design and he likes the box art. The way the Tarkin figure is packaged with the game, you can't see the card back right. you only see the figure, so I don't know what image they used on it mm. and I don't know how it would look displayed outside of the box with the board game, so, yeah there's no pictures online or anything someone, I'm sure there are yeah, but again, I haven't you're not cared enough to look right? it yeah,
1: so. Um oh, okay. I have a thousand more toy questions, but uh <laughs> then you know, people will get will get you a supplemental
0: <laughs> one. I got nothing else to do if you <laughs> wanna make this the weekend show. <laughs>
1: um well so um yeah thanks for coming in and uh, for for uh for being one of our all-stars uh we'll have another all-star tomorrow you want to hype up any of your any social network stuff here
0: i mean my the main thing that i'm doing now is this dragnet podcast which i'm really enjoying Mm -hmm. Uh, i look at what was going on in the world when the episodes originally aired you know Mm -hmm. what what was the top selling pop song what was the best-selling book what was at the movie theaters and then i also look at Some relevant case law from time to time based on the cases that they're doing Mm -hmm. because they are supposedly all true stories And you know, I recently did one where they got a guy to confess Because they compared his voice on a recording to another recording where he was trying to extort a guy and they used a voice spectrograph Mm -hmm. To prove that it was the same voice on both recordings and I didn't know if that would be admissible in court But in California it is and has been since 1966
2: All right, so be careful. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You
0: think that would come up more on (laughs) cop shows and stuff?
2: If only we hadn't put hundreds of hours of our voice uh, (laughs) out there on the internet. (laughs) And I was
0: amazed because I went to go. I wanted to start it. I wanted a podcast that I could do by myself because I don't know if you guys know, but podcasting is a chore. Mm. Arranging guests. Yeah, yeah. 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 So this one I do by myself, and you know, there's a lot of podcasts about Star Trek. There's a lot about Batman and other stuff from the '60s, like the Monkees. There's podcasts about that. A lot more podcasts than I thought there would be about Columbo. Mm. (laughs) But the only podcast I found about Dragnet was just re-releasing old episodes of the radio show. Yeah. Mm. Because it was a radio show, then it was a TV show in the 50s, then it was a TV show again in the 60s. Then they made the comedy movie in 1987. Then there was the new Dragnet and the new Adam 12 around Mm. 1990. Then they rebooted it again in, you know, the 2007 with Ed O'Neill for Mm. a season as Joe Friday. But yeah, I'm just doing this one. It's the 67 to 70. It's the one that aired on Nick at night back mm-hmm. in the day, which is how I first saw it. And it's it's a history lesson too, because I'm looking at what was going on in the world. And there's a lot of stuff yeah. about Vietnam. There's stuff about the end of the Johnson administration, the beginning of the Nixon administration. Ronald Reagan was governor of California. So there's mm-hmm. you know news stories mm-hmm. about what he was up to. And it's a, it's a whole different world. The biggest sci-fi franchise at the time would have been Planet of the Apes. Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And then James Bond was also super popular, so all right. the Star Wars was just a twinkle in George Lucas's eye <laughs> back then.
2: Although the stage was set for that, you know, Planet of the Apes, you know, famously was kind of the the first mouse in the the, uh, of, in the marketing game, the, yeah. the you know action figure and all that. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, listeners, uh, hey, why not go buy some of our lovely merchandise that we have for sales? Go to StarWarsMinute.com slash merch, get, uh, get yourself a new phone case, you deserve it, that one's why looking not? a little scuffed up, get yeah. a, get a, um, a uh, Would we have a Greedo design? I don't think so. Do you don't have why, any Greedo designs? have
2: that a, a, a huh. gap in our, in our merchandise? We have to, we'll figure that out
1: anyway yes maybe by the time this airs we'll have come up with a greedo design so go check that out com slash um merch (laughs) (laughs) i forgot where i was in the middle of the plug we'll be back tomorrow with another brand new star wars
2: minute star wars minute